Hello, my little Chiluminauts. Why is I this how we start every time? They're wow. paying to be here. It's like a, actually, they keep paying, like which means they of, must like it. It's actually, like a yeah, no, you're right. Soup. Yeah, you're totally right. You know what I mean? What up? Chaluma minis. Hey. Chowder hey. lovers. No, nope, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Lovers. I feel like oh, it's God. a sip of warm, creamy soup. You know what I'm mm, saying? I can't it's do it. I can't do it. It's our equivalents of like no. flour and slurping up some mm-hmm. chowder, dude. Mm-hmm. Not comfortable. And you can imagine whatever kind of chowder you want. I know you're from Boston, so you're probably imagining some kind of clam chowder. Yeah, that's but, exactly what I'm you thinking. Know, there's of. also you... like corn chowder. Yeah, there's Cajun corn chowder is delicious. Yeah, mm. lots of chowders mm. out there. I'm hungry now. You look at some Panera for lunch. Ooh, look at you. Little Panera. Look at you. Delivery, because I ain't going out this in the public. Is not, this is uncomfortable. All right. Well, let's make you more comfortable, Chowder discussion is the worst discussion you can have You guys have want to talk a little podcast. bit more about creamy soups that make me poop myself? <laughs> <laughs> bisques? You want to go into bisques? I don't There's like no bisques. I'm not a fan of bisques. where creamy chowder talk is cool. The curse of lobster is. bisque? That's our spinoff <laughs> My podcast. My bitch lover. After... Listen, after we hit the $10,000 goal, we'll spin off and we'll do another podcast. That's and it'll the be promise something. you're making? Uh, that is now, no. apparently. If we no. hit high enough on uh, Patreon, we will purchase the license to the Sioux Plantation brand and make the Sioux Plantation podcast. And that's I'm a not promise. comfortable with that. I like it. I'm, I'm not. Like it. I'm down. If we can get down. high enough on our I've Patreon I've never been it. comfortable with Sioux Plantation. It's never <laughs> been something <laughs> you're, I'm comfortable You're missing with. out. Uh, honestly, it's a lost thing now. Like, nobody will ever know the beauty of Sioux Plantation ever again. And that's you know, that's one of the many casualties of this time we're living in. And that's what's the saddest thing. Oh, I know we're on a mini-sode. Uh-huh. And this is important. But I just got a preview of uh, our little our little art piece coming up. Okay. Uh, for our $20 tier. Do you want to see what you all look like as gnomes? Yeah, I do. Oh, I really- my God. Yes. All right. I'm going to send you a link here. I Drop am it. Drop very it in my excited. Inbox. I put okay. it, oh, I put it in the Zoom. Yeah, I put no, it in that's, the Zoom that's fine. I, I, I wasn't even. Oh, so my the, God. The, the the theme of this is going to be like an educational poster you see in school where it lists the different kind of gnomes in a grid-like pattern. And, <laughs> wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. I think so. I'm uh, wait. These are supposed to be us. Wait, is that I think the bottom right is, is supposed to be Dodger. As long as as long as I'm not gringle snort thing <laughs> like gross over there look at yeah, this guy gringle snort the gross i gringle, love it look at this you got you got uh the main gnome who's yeah. like uh the main fizz, gnome dude he has a red cap fizz buzz the main gnome with his red cap then you got uh skeezel Wait, who is the his like friend but he's also kind of sleazy <laughs> then you have skizzle butt the gross <laughs> look you at guys this are guy. probably the nice normal ones let's be honest i'm probably the trash man and dodger's the like little tiny <laughs> Dodge, one you're the trash man look at this guy he, it's terrifying <laughs> his art is great i fucking love guys, it it's so you cool. don't even know how good the art is what like i'm speaking to you in the future who's listening to this on the youtube channel go please check it out this is too it's good to miss all the art like we've just stuck with oh. the same artist ever since and she's just fucking killed it dude it's yeah. so good I, anyway, I would prefer we, it if Dodger was the trash monster. That'd be great if Dodger was <laughs> a trash monster. It, it has the so final mu- version. You'll have it soon. It has so much of a more of a resemblance to my face, though, with my hooked nose <laughs> and, the, and the twigs sticking out of my beard. <laughs> do you guys well, want to hear my? That, do you guys want to hear my story? Yeah, we all got stories. You know, I, you, let me start mine because mine's okay. not a lot of discussion involved in mine. Yeah, it's just interesting and neat. sure. Uh, this is an article released uh, October eighteenth over at salon.com and it's why physics noblest Roger Penrose believes there are black holes left over from previous universes. And he goes on to say, basically university Oxford mathematical uh, physicist, Roger Pen, uh, Sir Roger Penrose won a Nobel prize earlier this month 
after a lifetime of work studying black holes, singularities from which not even light can escape. Yet he is also behind a provocative and controversial theory about the formation of the universe, namely that the Big Bang did not mark the beginning of the universe as we know it, but merely started the next iteration of our universe. In his theory known as a conformal cyclic cosmology, our current conception of the universe is merely one of a series of infinite universes that came before and it will, which will con- continue to come after as well. Kind of that basically work, what he's saying is that there's a lot of Wait, black holes in our work? universe that don't make necessarily sense. But if they came from a different universe that survived the kind of contraction Big Bang, they would make sense. So he's just throwing out a possible explanation for something that currently doesn't have a consensus on the explanation of why. they're. Yeah, well, so it's like the idea for Rogers conformal cyclic cosmology is based on three facts. Um, Just try to skip all the garbage stuff. Um, It is explained that specifically Narasky says in order for Penrose's theory to make sense, one would have to observe a universe that has a positive cosmo- cosmological constant, meaning the mysterious constant repulsive force that pushes everything in the universe, which is not gravitationally bound away from everything else, as well as a universe that would look similar at its end as it did in its beginning. Observations of our universe suggest, suggest that it will end in a disordered, empty state with all matter converted to stray photons that never interact with each other. Punk rock. Yeah, concludes, the- we believe that every possible universe will have all these three features that uh, that we have an infinite sequence of universe and eons before us. I can so I, I I will postulate. I'm no physicist, but I'd postulate that the idea could be extrapolated to be like, okay, our Big Bang. At least from what I know, because I'm a big like astrophysics reader guy. At least from what I know, we straight up just. An explosion happened, and everything in the galaxy is moving fastly away from each other. Mm -hmm. And eventually we'll all move so far away from each other and or die slash burn out that it'll just be like black space. Yeah, there'll be nothing there. uh, The entropic death of the universe, basically. But could the assumption then be that every black hole, when the matter shoots into it, where does it go? Could you then say that every black hole is the pinpoint for the additional creation of a new universe? Right. Everything gets sucked into one and then it it goes pinpoint bing and explosion. It's too full of matter before it. Yeah, that's a cool idea. Who knows? I I mean, it's interesting, but I don't know how the idea that we contract again back into one pinpoint and then re explode. I don't know how it works because literally I was reading a very cool article about how we, uh, there are things so far away from us that at the speed we travel, even if we can hit light speed, they're so far away from us. And the way everything's spreading, the, the, the speed is spreading, we'll never, ever, ever, ever be able to visit it. Like, it's ne- even if we tried our hardest, it's simply too far away and moving too fast that we even at like warp 10 couldn't get there. That's not simply because that's- it's it's it is just on the furthest reaches from where we are unfathomably huge yeah that's how big the, the universe is so big we'll just there's some parts of it we'll never know never Man, it will I, never I blame CERN. so much I blame CERN, you know you yeah, never know well a weasel did chew through a wire in 2016 and caused the hedron collider to come down and some people believe we've entered an alternate universe ever since that point and that's why we are where we are right now yeah well, why well, can't you it know, be something cool like tales from the loop where <laughs> there are robots and only kids can see the fact that there's like dinosaurs existing oh tales from the loop is such a fun game i love that yeah. fucking game there's a show uh, no but a weasel did he died he like got he chewed through and he ended up dying because he like obviously electrocuted himself and it shut down the hydrogen collider for a couple days spy obvious spy <laughs> 
obvious postulation about existential existence. That's what I got. What What do you got, Alex? Okay. Um, is it about the Mandalorian? No, no. So this is about this is about Demi Lovato, who is uh, sorry <laughs> okay. not sorry. Camp Rock. She's like a Disney pop star. You probably know who she is. She's yep. a very very famous person. And uh, this story just broke today. She just split up with Max Eric. Eric, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but they were like quarantine married uh, or engaged. And so she to clear her head. She this is like all based on an Instagram post. She went to Joshua Tree for a couple of days and she met with somebody named Dr. Stephen Greer. Uh, that name sounds familiar. Yeah, You know, I thought you might know who that is because he is one of the world's, according to her, one of the world's foremost authorities on the subject of UFOs, ET oh, intelligence no. and initiating peaceful contact with ET civilization. ET civilizations. So let me just read her Instagram post really quick and then I'll and then we'll go. You'll probably have some questions afterwards. Uh, the past few days I've spent in Joshua Tree with a small group of loved ones and Dr. Stephen Greer and his CE5 team. Over the past couple months, I have dug deep into the science of consciousness and experienced not only peace and serenity like I've never known, but I have also witnessed the most incredibly profound sightings, both in the sky as well as feet away from me. This planet is on a very negative path towards destruction, but we can change that together. If we were to get 1% of the population to meditate and make contact, we would force our governments to acknowledge the truth about extraterrestrial life among us and change our destructive habits destroying the planet. This is just some of the evidence from under the stars in the desert sky that can no longer be ignored and must be shared immediately to make contact yourself. You can download the CE5 app and it will teach you the protocols oh to boy. connect to life forms oh beyond boy. our planet. P.S. I'm downloading it, it right now. It costs $10. P.S. I don't care. Thank you, Pop Patreon. P.S. If it doesn't happen on the first try, keep trying. It took me several sessions to tap into a deep enough level of meditation to make contact. Happy communicating. She also shares some uh, video evidence and audio evidence on her page. Does she mention what like, drug she was on? Uh, I, unfortunately, no. But... I don't know if this is a sponsored post or what, but this is like she's she promotes the CE five contact app. Uh, there's like you there's some lights and 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 stuff in the sky on her Instagram post that you can see. There's like four images that she's posted here. I don't. Let me read you the oh, the the. This is a one star review from a week and a half ago. <laughs> Not worth nine ninety nine as there isn't much functionality as I hope for. As a few meditation tracks, ways to make contact and supplies to get but it really feels like I can easily find that online. Uh, so perhaps the app should be made to be more affordable. I message at least 15 people and only one responded. So the networking option seems pointless. It may be better to see if people, you know, want to just join you rather than you uh, messaging people cold on a random app. This was like us trying to contact aliens with our minds, this networking I situation. I want it, dude. I want it too bad. This is so weird though. Like there's like, like I'm looking at the, like the screenshots on the, uh, on the, like, store page and there's like led light suggested chairs <laughs> clothing you might want to wear i don't know what this is this is so this is so strange well it's it's, it's common knowledge the grays won't abduct you unless you're wearing the uniform so. i guess obviously i guess but, but yeah so ce5 if you don't know is the close encounter of the fifth kind which is a human initiated yep. contact with the et so the yep. fourth kind is going on the spaceship the third kind yep. is seeing it that's the one from the movie Mm -hmm. CE2 is physical evidence. CE1 is just seeing a spaceship. 
Like, yeah, CE two is like burnt grass outside your window. Yeah, CE one is like a UFO sighting. There's a light. Yeah, CE three is like there's an alien. CE four want- is like I got probed, and CE five <laughs> is like I called and they picked up. <laughs> I just want. I'll take a CE one. I'll take any of them, honestly. I just want one before I die. I just want one experience. I would love to hear it from anybody who's tried this. I don't need this. to be abducted. I don't need to see the silhouette of a gray through a window. Just give me a light in the sky that moves in such a way I can't explain it and let me wonder forever. That's all I want. Yeah, I feel uh, it. I've got something I want to talk to you guys about. <laughs> okay. All right. What do you got? That is uh, real. It's a real thing. Um, uh, first of all, CE5 is a real thing. You can download it for $9.99. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, so we talked about, you know, space and time. And time is what I want to talk about because things have happened in the world of time. I'm sure both of you and everyone listening is aware that, you know, sometimes things appear instantaneously, right? Like a pop that disappear. Well, we all know that that thing didn't just pop into place, right? Even at light speed or warp speed or whatever time takes place. A passage of time happens even at very small increments. It always does all the time. That's how time works. Well, there has been a global race to measure time in shorter and shorter increments. In 1999, an Egyptian chemist named uh, Ahmad Zawal, uh, Zawail received the Nobel Prize for measuring the speed at which molecules change shape. Uh, this is what founded something known as femtochemistry. And he did so by flashing ultra short lasers and uh, and he discovered the femtosecond, which is point zero 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 one seconds or 10 to the negative 15 seconds. And that's very impressive. And for the longest time, that has been the thing. But now we've done it again. Physicists at the Goethe University in Frankfurt with their colleagues at Desi in Hamburg and the Fritz Haber Institute have measured what they call a zeptosecond. A which zeptosecond? Is a zeptosecond, which is point zero 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 whatever it is, it's ten to the negative twenty one seconds. What do you even this use me- that for? This measuring is used to measure the speed of photons and electrons. Ooh. Jesus Christ! That's all cool, my high school peeps know. Uh, the scientists carried out time measurement using a hydrogen molecule, which they irradiated with X rays from the X ray laser at the Petra Three in Hamburg. And the researchers set the energy of the x-rays so that one photon was sufficiently like enough to eject uh, both electrons of the hydrogen molecule. So the electrons, what they discovered, behave like particles and waves simultaneously. So like the ejection kind of create these this sort of these waves. And then the photon behaved like a pebble skipping across the water so when the two waves in the trough meet and sort of crested they have this sort of time between the crests of the huh. waves and so that uh, is wild that's so yeah, weird and um, cool this is this is what sven grunman said uh since we know the spatial orientation of the hydrogen molecule we use the interference of the two electron waves to precisely calculate when the photon reached the first and when it reached the second hydrogen atom uh, and then he basically said, this is the basis for our speed. So they now know that there is a speed level that is 10 to the negative 21 seconds. <laughs> that's, that's like, that's just, 
I don't know. This is it's cool just to even think about them like measuring ripple effects of photons. I don't know. It's not science is wild. It's like some Fantastic Four shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, it makes it makes that whole like Ant Man going through molecule thing like seem like oh somewhat could be a thing in the realm. Yeah. Yeah, quantum physics. Same maybe? thing with Interstellar, like the the bookshelf like situation. It's like not actually that crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. I never saw Interstellar though. Oh, dude, watch oh. it. It's crazy. It's a wild movie. It, it, it the, the the time mechanics of that film will blow your mind. It's a it's like a beautifully awe inspiring film. Yeah, I, I, I one day amongst the list of movies i, I can't believe see. yeah i can't believe where just come to la and let's have a movie week i'm getting as a as projector come feel on like down. it's safe to go to go to la is it safe in la yet no don't come here okay stay away yeah but no. <laughs> soon <laughs> thanks so much everybody thanks so much for the articles boys we'll be back next week with your next little mini sode as well as the next major sode we Hell love yeah. you peace and we'll out see you next time bye-bye bye Perfect sinking. Perfect sinking. Hello, my little chill minis. Ooh. Hello, my little chill minis. That was like too close to the microphone. Oh, my little chill better. Too close. I think that. Yeah, see, I think you just have to embrace. I will never embrace. I will never embrace it. When the police come to arrest the two of you, I will have plausible deniability. What what are they arresting me for? Perversion. Public perversion. Can't arrest a co-host and a host for the same crime. Public Yeah, it's uh, triple jeopardy. Yeah, can't do it. Not allowed. That's not how Double oh. Jeopardy works at all. What? What? Something like that. I've seen the movie. Yeah, Ashley Chubb. So. Come on. I think laws are pretty much just made up at this point. The program. No, don't think we so. We can just do what we want. Officers, yeah. if you're listening to this, I deny. Are you speaking any to our arresting officers right now? Yes. Yeah, right? Officers. Uh, They're like, these well, perverts let's, let's have nothing to do with their podcast me. from a couple months ago before we go get them just in case. Specifically, Minnesota compilation number. <laughs> Jesse said that he's a good dude. Well, I'm going to trust him. <laughs> Thank you. I Thank subscribed you, to their Patreon to hear this. Good. good. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, one of them has subscribed to our Patreon, clearly. Yeah. Happy Halloween, everybody. We got some Halloween spooks for you all around here. I'm bringing <laughs> another story, uh, but I don't know what these two boys are bringing. So who wants to start? Should I start just to get it out of the way? What's the vibe? This is a UFO sighting over Chesapeake Bay vibe for me. What do you got? I have the scariest movies of all time. Okay. I've got something that you can do at home to get in on the Halloween spirit. All right. Let's get mine out of the way because mine's distinctively not Halloween spookies like yours is. Okay. Let's hear it. There's another story that comes from our subreddit called UFO sightings over Chesapeake Bay from Warsinger. He says, with Halloween coming up, figured it would be a good time to share my UFO sighting from when I was a kid, probably around 12 years old. This is not a big story, so don't worry. This is, uh, this is a good one. For the majority of my life, I lived in uh, Calvert County, Maryland. Specifically, I lived in a small beach town on the coast of Chesapeake Bay. Uh, for UFO people out there who are big fans, East Coast and West Coast are some of the hottest UFO zones in the area. We typically have around 80 to 100, I think, off the East Coast every year, UFO sightings by um, Navy and people out there. Is there like a hip hop so, style rivalry between the two coasts? Yeah, you know, the, that's where the grays and the reptilians are just the like doper UFOs. Going at it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So um, my one friend, Bobby, lived in a house that sat on a hill with a clear view of the bay. My friend, my group of friends love to play hide and seek in the dark around Bobby's house. One night, me and a group of about five to six kids were playing. It was my turn to hide and I found a small group of bushes I could hide in. My other friend, Rob, we'll call him had the same idea as me and jumped into the bushes as well. We both did our best to be quiet and not move around. 
A few minutes later, as we both sat in the bushes hearing the kid who was looking around, I remember looking over the bay and seeing a bright light flying about the water. Seeing as how the bay is highly traveled body of Did water. Did you say flying up out of the water? I said, uh, I was looking around the bay, uh, a bright light flying about the water. Okay. About it. Seeing as how the bay is highly traveled body of water, it was from an, uh, from an unusual, it was not unusual to see helicopter lights flying around at all hours of the night. So I didn't think much of it. It wasn't until it stopped is when it struck me as odd. I nudged my friend Rob so he could see it too. As he turned to look at it, we both saw from uh, saw around seven smaller lights come out of it in a diagonal line toward the water. When the last line came, they shot off in random directions, but were never out of view. After roughly 30 seconds, they lined back up and went back into the larger light. When the last light went into the large light, the large light flew off down the bay. We were both stunned and quickly left our heart or hiding spots to tell everyone else what we saw. I'm having a hiccup attack. I apologize. We were both stunned and quickly left our hiding spots to tell everyone else what we saw. No one else saw the lights, too caught up in the game. The whole event couldn't have taken longer than five minutes from entering the bushes to leaving it. I'm 33 now, and I've always loved telling the story since no one has been able to give me an answer of what it could have been. Personally, I think it was a military helicopter. There's a naval air base, Pax River, barely 30 miles from where we saw the light, and it isn't hard to imagine something flying from there up to the bay to some unknown destination. What the tiny lights were, that I, ha I have no clue. And why would they conduct some sort of test in full view of several small neighborhoods is also weird to me. Regardless, it's my one brush with the unknown, and I hope you all enjoy. And I, of course, consent to this being read on the podcast. And that's it. That's a nice, Another sensible UFO. UFO. That's a nice, sensible UFO story. Yeah. You know, that not a, hard to those swallow. Are more believable ones. Offers lots of explanations. I dig it. Still. All right. Mm -hmm. Who's taking it from here? You tell me. I have okay. recommendations moving forward if you want to get all scared this Halloween. Okay. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll jump into this. Okay. So do you guys know what legend tripping is? Are you familiar with no. this practice? Mm -mm. Legend tripping is like when you hear of a story of like, the house where this guy was a sea captain and he killed his wife. And every night on Halloween at midnight, you can go to the house and you can see her fucking, you know. Wow, like, that's crazy. No, that's great. You can stop there. You yeah. Know, like, you, know, you can see her like billowing in the night or whatever. And the idea is legend tripping is that trip that you go on with your dumb fucking friends to like go see that. Do you know sure what I'm saying? Sense. Mm -hmm. Yes. Or like if you go to this construction site and you find this mirror in the fucking trash and you say Bloody Mary in it, she reaches out of the mirror. You know, stuff like that. And I I'm think ready. that's some of the funnest, dumbest horror-based stuff you can do because, you know, you're not just like, you know, playing some pre-created experience. I mean, I guess in this case, you kind of are once I tell you what this is. But I wanted <laughs> to create a way for you out there listening to this to go legend tripping and normally i would provide a link but i think that in this case uh i think part of the fun is trying to find a link yourself uh and i'm gonna tell you guys about a game uh that was going around the internet about five years ago that was called sad satan okay sad Satan. yeah so this game apparently is only available through the dark web, through things like Tor, okay? And 
apparently most people found out about this game from a YouTube channel called Obscure Horror Corner, who said he got it on an Onion site and that he thought it was crazy. Some friends sent him a link to it and he made a video of it. He did a malware check and he went for it and he includes footage of himself playing the game and it's extremely fucked up. Uh, I'm not going to show you the footage because if you don't want to see the footage, uh, it's up to you. Uh, you know, like I think if you want to just watch it, you can, but if not, you can try and can find you it for yourself. Some, some of what happens. Yeah, yeah. So you walk, it's like a first person game. You're walking. You can't see what's in the distance. You hear footsteps. Uh, you walk and walk and walk. And then you get to this flickering light and you start to hear these muffled sounds, maybe like somebody gasping, like a kid gasping. And then you turn back and you go the other way. You turn around again and like something's changed and maybe there's light in the distance. The maze around you is like changing as you go. You move towards the light. The hallway's changing. The voice has changed to a growl. You really just kind of walk forward. You're back in the first hallway. It's crazy now. There's lines flashing on the ground like maybe you're walking down a street. Uh, The walkway transforms again. You're back to the first hallway. Everything's fucked up. You see this like picture of this dude standing at the top of some stairs with like a million antlers on the wall. Uh, Looks like Hannibal. Uh, And uh, it seems wild. It's just kind of like a dissociative thing. And then you see pictures of like Jimmy Savile and Margaret Thatcher advocating for prevention against cruelty to children, even though Jimmy Savile turns out to be like like a child abuser. Uh, yeah. and the game's like 10 minutes long and it's kind of fucked up and it's just super weird, but it game, it went viral. And the reason I know about it is because I'm reading off of an article from Kotaku by Patricia Hernandez, uh, who's often associated with, uh, I think she also did the Kanye quest article that I did, uh, on, uh, on this very show. Yes, uh, I do remember, but it looks fucking crazy. Um, and he says the guy the guy says he doesn't know the YouTuber says he doesn't know who made the game, but he's trying to find out more. Uh, she reached out to the person that sent him the game. And that guy says he wishes to remain anonymous. He says he found that on a forum on the deep web and that he didn't say whether it was his or not, um, but that the user who posted it uh, has the initials ZK according to their sign off on the deep web. Um, and some people think it's about child abuse. Like the game is like an art piece about child abuse. Nobody knows like for sure. What the fuck? Some people think maybe the dude like created the game himself. Some people have said that they downloaded <laughs> versions of the game that have fucked up their computers. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so, so download your own safety. Obviously I was going to say, maybe use a virtual machine or something like that just so that you don't, Op, you know, open it to your own operating system uh, unless you, you know, you have a throwaway computer that you're not against wiping. But I, I, I think that I think that you could have a pretty decent spooky little Halloween sesh in quarantine looking for this game online. You don't have to go to the dark web to find it now, by the way, it's 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 available places. Yeah. Uh, but like I say, install at your own risk. It's not ne- it's ne- not necessarily safe for your computer to have on it. So I think that but I think, you know, it's essential that that's part of it, because I think that part of what's fun about legend tripping is this sort of like 
inherent risk that maybe something's yeah. going to go wrong. So, you get that feeling of like your own personal little adventure. You get to, to figure out if it's yeah. real or not your own. Yourself. I would say, you know, if you can, if you got somebody around with you or somebody you can jump on Discord with, uh, you know, check it out. Share screen. Try it out together. Uh, get wild with it. Let us know what happens in the subreddit after. Yeah, yeah. Please don't share any gross stuff, please. No, no, none of that. <laughs> well, uh, I'm excited to say, I, I, I feel like I've heard of that game before and I'm going to have to watch somebody play it. Cause I won't play it. Cause I'm too much of a scaredy baby. So, but I love games like that. Like those like haunted games. Isn't there like a Pokemon version? That's like supposedly like a haunted Pokemon. Yeah. Out there? There's ghost black or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. There's a great YouTube video of that. Somebody, somebody made, I think I've talked about this before on this show. I don't even remember. Uh, Somebody made a like actual DS cartridge of that urban legend and you can watch. Oh, that's cool. You can watch a YouTube video of that being played and it's really, oh, it's kind of spooky. I'm really interested. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, Jesse, mm. spook us. What do we got? So a uh, company that I'm not going to name because it literally was done for promotion for that company. So I don't even care. Uh, did a test uh, this year to figure out what the scariest movie ever is. And they have a scientific way of doing so for years and years spanning Halloween season after Halloween season. The question has persisted. What is the scariest movie ever? There are movies that are tense. There are movies that are suspenseful. Everyone scares in a different way, but how can we figure out what movies are the scariest? Well, this company, uh, who is known for comparison tools and things like that, uh, decided to, host a thing called uh, Science of Scare Project, during which they tracked the heart rates of 50 people, a variety of ages, and they had them watch 100 hours of scary movies. Oh. Right? Um, after like all the tracking... Mystery Science Theater. Yeah, yep. after tracking, uh, they narrowed down scientifically what they believe to be the 35 scariest movie ever. Obviously, they only did it with a small number of people, so it's like a limited study. But based on the results... Uh, they're willing to determine that these are the scariest movies from these people who are of all different ages and races and socioeconomic status. Um, the big thing here is they're all Americans, I believe. So it's not one of those things like, you know, there's going to be yeah. different. There is one part of the study that I thought was interesting and I'll get to it. But anyway, um, each member of the study was fitted with a heart rate monitor to see what their average heart rate would be. And then everything was judged based on that. Uh, the guy who created the study said, with more people than ever facing Halloween at home, our scares, uh, our science of scare study was designed to help people find the most scientifically scary films ever made to save them time watching all the thousands and thousands of movies that already exist. We now have the scariest ones. The results are in. Dying right. to know what number one is. According to the heart rate of all the participants, the 2012 Ethan Hawke thriller Sinister is the scariest movie of all time. What the fuck? Sinister? I've never Sinister, seen Sinister. Uh, had people's average heart rate increased by an uh, by 32%. Their BPM increased by 32% while watching the movie Sinister. However, the biggest jump scare moment happened during Insidious in which people's heart rates shot up to 133 from what the scariest stuff in uh, sinister on average was 86. The biggest jump scare was insidious with 133 beats per minute. And the, insidious came in second overall. Uh, wow. The, I'm so surprised that it was sinister with Ethan Hawk. 
the A movies. That movie. The A movies that followed Sinister and Insidious, rounding out the top ten, were The Conjuring. Whoa. Uh, Maybe because they're all so jump scare heavy. Hereditary, Paranormal Activity, It Follows, The Conjuring Two, The Babadook, The Descent, and The Visit. Big takeaway. I never saw the visit. The scent was really bad. The scent like, has the scariest yeah. monster reveal that I have ever seen in my fucking life. Insidious <laughs> does have a very scary jump scare in it. Uh, uh, the the big the big reveals. Um, James Wan was dubbed the king of horror because most of his, he's three movies in the top ten, and uh, he is the most prolific uh, director that they have. Um, Modern horror movies seem to be doing much better than the classics like Exorcist, Nightmare on Elm Street, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Not necessarily because they're better, but because it's more it looked more real and more visceral and it didn't look cheesy. Right. Special effects and things change. Yeah. And uh, the biggest takeaway that I that I found interesting was that the scariest foreign film was Audition. Oh, but God, that movie is rough. Yeah, I've never seen but, it. <laughs> uh, just imagine a movie where a dude marries a woman who is like, "I'm going to cut you up," like that kind of movie, oh, <laughs> that sweet. kind of film. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, that was the scariest foreign movie. However, that rated number thirty five overall. Which oh wow. Uh, I think the the study concluded that perhaps uh the fact that people had to do a lot of reading instead of directly just being immersed in the film negated some of the terror that was happening. Yeah. Like they would miss moments or things because they were busy reading uh, the subtitles rather than focusing on the movie itself. And so it, it lowered their uh, heart rate Dude, James. Wan is like touching all this shit. Yeah. Directed right? insidious directed the conjuring. And jumps, I, wonder, I wonder by that study though, if like at five nights at Freddy's would end up being like the scariest video game in existence. I don't know. I mean, Dude, just give you that the, shit, man. That I fucking <laughs> hate that stuff. I don't ever want to play that again. Just to give you the rundown of, uh, of everything. The best jump scares insidious got everyone up to 133 sinister had a jump scare that got everyone up to 131. The exorcist three had a 130 BPM heart rate. The conjuring had a scene that got someone and the descent. Those are the, the scariest jump scares. Have yeah, the, um, the, the sense. I, I'm like, like damaged by that movie. I watched that movie one time and that was enough. So yeah, the ring was number 11. <laughs> the quiet place. 12, 13 was nightmare on Elm street. I uh, probably for that scene where the dude gets dragged across the, or, you know, the girl gets dragged across the, the ceiling. Um, That's like hokey to me. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's like crazy. It's uh, crazy that the guy who directed saw is the same guy that directed Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Doesn't that fuck you up? Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 28 Days Later, The Exorcist, Hush, It, Scream. Uh, rounding out, we have The Grudge and The Witch, Blair Witch Project, the Alien, Witch. The Thing, Poltergeist, Annabelle, Friday the 13th, The Orphanage, Dark Skies. It's crazy to me Dark Skies is on there. Uh, Wolf Creek, The Omen, The Shining, Get Out at number 34, and number 35, Audition. I'm surprised it, how many of them I've seen. That's a wild mix of movies. Well, there are also a lot of there are a lot of modern movies, a lot yeah. of modern movies in there. There's some good ones on there. If you haven't seen The Witch, Hereditary, or, or any of those movies yet, Midsummer's Hereditary a, a great- is a movie that will mess you up, though. Like you got oh, yeah. to be in a space to watch that movie. 
Yep. You gotta Same be like with Midsummer. Don't Midsummer do... fucked me up actually, big time. Sinister is the movie where he finds the like videos, right? I don't he like know. finds the like home movies of murders. I don't know. I don't know. I've never seen I it. I would love somebody to watch this movie and tell me oh, what they yes, think of yes, it. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Sinister's the one where, if I recall from the, video, from the, from the trailer, I've never actually seen this movie. Where in the trailer, he's like, ta- he like sees the video. And the, like, I, this is the movie. Dude, this is the movie that, I think it might have been Sinister 2. This is the movie where Davis, I'll never forget this. We were in a movie theater going to go see another movie and this trailer was playing and Davis looked up just as like a jump scare in the trailer happened and the theater was completely silent and he goes ah! like that <laughs> and everyone lost their shit. Yes. Yes. That's good. I'm jealous. I did not get to witness that. That sounds hilarious. Yes. This is the thing where the monster was like in the videotapes and shit. Yes. And he would be like, it, this was kind of like Slenderman. Where it's like all these photos show them in the background, like that kind of thing. Yes. Oh, uh, okay. Neat. It has well, a, it has a sixty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> scariest scariest movie, movie of all time. Yeah. Well, I, I go get some spooks, it. play a spooky game, followed by one of those spooky movies, and then go sit outside, smoke some weed, and hope for a UFO in the skies. That's the best kind of Halloween I think I could hope for. Stay inside. We'll be back. Do scary things at home. Stay safe. Yes, exactly. And we'll be back next week with the conclusion of Robert Irwin and a brand new mini-sode for all you lovely patrons. Thank you so much. We love you. Goodbye. Peace. Hello, my little chill minis. Mm. My little chilluminots. I'm going to give up. I'm going to give up trying to even stop this from happening. Thank you. It took two two and a half years. A.S. Mathis R. A.S. Mathis R. Hang on. (laughs) Holy shit. We're only three months out from our three year. That's impossible. No, we're not. February is our three year. No, we started it in May of 2020. That's how it feels, man. Yeah. No, our first show ever was the uh, Halloween live show in Boston. Yeah, exactly. One year well, ago today. I have to be honest. I have to come forward and be honest with you boys. I don't have an article. I don't that's have a, one today. That's okay. I uh, ended up just finishing up the script and that's all I got. So if you could carry me through this mini-sode, I will I enjoy right, the wonders of our world? I will carry you right through. Do you, wanna, do you want me to tell you about something? Could you please, Alex, tell me about something? So we talked about this briefly, I think. Uh, and one time I did this for the previous season of this. But in the last week or two, Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix, the like sort of updated version of that show is on Netflix. It's really good. If you haven't seen it, it's really like, you know, it's a different show for sure than the old one. But I believe it's the same in spirit. It's it's It still has that 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 vibe of like, take this story and look into it and see if yep. you can help kind of deal. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and this, this season they did some very different kind of things. There was one that was like ghosts of like uh, the Japanese tsunami, you know, like oh, okay. some pretty wild ghost story, like looking at ghost stories through the, through the lens of Japanese culture is really interesting uh, just because they have a different sort of like relationship with death and stuff like yeah, that. I, isn't it like in Japan, they truly don't, that, isn't they believe they don't, they a, a ghost motives are truly unknowable. What do Where you in call, America we always feel like they have it's like they have unfinished business that they have to fix. What do you call the the door the rice door a shogi a shoji? Oh, I don't know something like that. You guys know you'll you'll correct me. Uh, yeah. It's it's that's this this priest this like Japanese like guy he like he he described it as like just death is like 
opening the door, the rice door and going on the other side of it and closing it. And you can still see the person. The person is still oh. there, but there's just this. Oh, fuck that. Dude. That's thinning, like looking in the mirror and seeing somebody behind you, but then looking behind you and there's nobody there. Definitely still a very creepy episode. But yeah. the, the episode that I want to talk about today, that's like the one that really I think people have been speculating about because there's a lot of like information, but not a lot of evidence. You know what I mean? Like there's okay. a lot of things to go off of circumstantial clues with this one. Have you guys watched this season of Unsolved Mysteries yet, by the way? No, not at all. OK, so this is the Oslo woman episode if you if you did see it and i'm sure you did i think it's the second or third episode and basically what it is is in 1995 this woman was registered as jennifer fairgate or fergit or something like that at the oslo plaza hotel which at the time was like if the president maybe was in town that type of hotel you know what i mean like a fucking nice hotel and uh, she checked in. There was maybe somebody with her uh, and uh, security like came to her room because room service had noticed that there was like a, you know, don't come in thing on there Do not for a couple days. So this guy goes to knock on the door and just as he goes to knock on it, he hears a gunshot and he gets so scared that he like leaves for like 10 minutes to like go get someone. That's what I would do. Right, but it does leave a window of time between the gunshot and anybody getting to the hotel room for probable cause. Because what they found inside was the woman, uh, she was dressed in like a sort of like all black outfit, uh, like black leather jacket with like black shirt, but she didn't have any bottom half clothes on. Um, And she basically like had the gun and was holding it in a kind of awkward way as if she had like pressed it against her own head in a weird way and pulled the trigger. Um, she didn't have any labels on her clothes, just like our buddy, uh, the Somerton man, which is apparently like mo- normal modus operandi for a spy. Gotcha. Uh, she had like 25 bullets in her briefcase, free, free floating in her briefcase. Uh, oh, there was a gun with no serial number that was like, the good kind of getting rid of of the seal number because they have like sort of like a guard of like, you know, you really have to know what you're doing to actually make it hard to tell what a gun like to like remove the identifying markers from a gun. Uh, And uh, yeah, it's just this crazy mystery. She didn't have blood on her hand. She didn't have burns on her, on her forehead, but she just had a a hole right through her forehead. And uh, it's weird. Yeah, just absolutely wild stuff, but they sort of concluded like, yo, it was 99% a suicide, but I, you know, I'm sure I'm missing some details of the story. Uh, but the point of this article that I found is that there were a few other details of this story that weren't mentioned in the Unsolved Mysteries episode that really do like lend credence to the idea that she was a spy. Ooh. And, you know, already there's, a lot of detail and and information that would make you think that there's like a guy in the episode who's like, I am like the Interpol like guy who knows about spies. I don't work there anymore. But like, let me just tell you, like a lot of this stuff, X, Y, Z adds up to it being a spy. Right. But there okay. was a few other things that even deepen the mystery even more. Right. So the one the one thing that really was the first thing that really was insane was that the gun that I talked about, they 
they looked at the gun and saw that it had no uh, uh, fingerprints on it or anything like that, which is what the official story was. But going back years later and reopening the investigation, they saw that the gun actually, it wasn't just that the gun didn't have prints on it. It's that the gun had been wiped clean. Okay. So purposefully. Yeah. Uh, uh, and another thing that was like a big sort of like revelation in the episode was that it was sort of assumed that because she was, you know, do not disturb for however many days that she didn't leave the hotel room very much, but the door only, the door can like record her comings and goings sort of, it records like exits of the room gotcha, or opens of the room. One of the two, it only records one of the two. So the, so the amount of time that she spends out of the room is like sort of hard to tell, but there was a time on the third day that she was there that she was gone for like 20 hours from the room or something like that. Oh, damn. So people were like, well, we thought that she was just like suicidal and like being in this room, but no, she actually did go do something. Um, And another detail that was important in this story that wasn't really gone into in the episode was that they found food in her stomach. Uh, that she had eaten, uh, you know, she died before she could digest it. Right. So yeah. it sort of like freezes that moment in time a little bit, right. Of when she died and the food that was in her stomach was the room service food that she had ordered one entire day earlier. Right. Huh. So if, if it's true that she killed herself right before she killed herself, she ate half a plate of room service. That was a day old, like right before she killed herself, which is like super weird. I don't Definitely know why more would, like somebody killed her, but was professionally done. And like, you know, why right. said wipe the gun down and very spy like. Right. And like some people seem to remember her with a person and some people definitely felt like maybe there was someone in the room. Uh, and to even further compound that story, they found a piece of newspaper in the room that had her room was, I think, two, eight, zero, five. Right. Okay. Uh, and they found on a newspaper, two eight one six. What? Like and, ten uh, rooms away. Yeah, it's another room in the hotel, uh, and they trace that room to a guy from Belgium who is like super uncooperative with the investigation, and uh, he said that he only he only uh, heard of the murder when he was you know checking out. Uh, and everybody thinks either that dude had something to do with it or she was keeping two rooms or I versus spy dude. Yeah. Cause it was this weird thing where like she was somehow checked in and nobody knows how also. Yeah. That's so weird. Maybe somebody at the, cause she didn't put a credit card on file or anything like that. I wonder so, if somebody rented the room left, gave her the key, you know what I mean? Had somebody well, she, she was, was checked with. in. That's the thing. Like the, the, oh. the transaction happened of her right. coming in and checking huh. in. But unlike what you normally do with that hotel, she didn't provide like collateral, which you just do <sighs> when you check into a hotel. I've checked into a million hotels. You oh, always yeah. have to do it. Yep. Um, but yeah. Uh, and on top of that, when they found her, there was like a really bad smell in the room, which also kind of lends credence to the idea that maybe she died a little earlier than it seemed like. Yeah. And that maybe that bullet being fired that the dude heard when he came to the door was not a coincidence. And maybe that guy who was in there with her, you know, shot a gun to scare the guy off and then left. You know what I mean? And she was like, maybe the food was poisoned 
and she died of poisoning. But to make it look, to throw them off the, the track, the guy who'd make sure she was dead from the poison went in and put a bullet in her head too to throw everybody off. Wiped off the the gun, left. I mean, there's Somebody a- test of food. Yeah, there's just a very, very, very convincing sort of- There's a narrative there. Narrative for, sure. for spies. And the fact that it, the specific detail of her having- her labels all cut out of her clothes and out of her wallet just mm. for me really harkens back to mom shud yeah exactly harkens oh, back okay. to mom shud which is something mm. that i covered or way long time ago on this show and i feel like it almost shines more credence on the theory of that guy being a spook mm-hmm. as well so yeah for sure no yeah. the fact that there's the fact that she had her like that there's that matching kind of like labels removed it's like oh yeah yeah to mom shud is such an interesting case but We'll never really know the truth. Yeah. So if you're interested in the stuff that we do on this show and you don't mind a very healthy dose of murder and discussion of murder uh, in your stories, I would highly recommend Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. Uh, It's really, really compelling stuff, especially this one, which there's still a lot more to like this story that I haven't just gotten into because I only have a few minutes here but like man like really it's really worth checking out are you telling me you can take 10 minutes to shield patreon okay but you can't take 15 there's so much to say about patreon (laughs) well jesse what did you bring our dear patrons for a sweet ass i don't have a story like that that's for sure what i do (laughs) have though is something kind of fun i'm not sure if any of you are aware of this but last night the auction on a haunted house ended Oh, in the Finger Lakes of New York in Auburn, there's a place called the Auburn Castle, which some believe to be haunted. The auction ended last night and the place sold for $335,000. It is an actual red giant castle, or at least a, a mansion made to look like a castle that dates back to 1871 and was built for Samuel Laurie, a Scottish immigrant who ran a local wool mill and made a fortune in manufacturing. His wife, Jeannie McAllister, died in the home in 1890, and he ended up losing everything during the economic depression that happened three years later, according to the real estate agent trying to sell everyone this house. Anyway... Um, people have said for years that they've seen supernatural activity there and the inside of the house is definitely haunted. Paranormal investigators have gone and filmed there. Apparently there was a whole, uh, show that was shot just for this one place that I guess they tried to make a pilot out of. And, uh, I think the video exists on Facebook. If you want to look it up, uh, if people still use Facebook anymore and, um, This place, if you look up photos of it, the current owners, what they did is they read the roof and they read the wiring, but everything else, it looks like a gutted house. Like it looks super creepy. The, it it has, um, what's the name of this house again? The Auburn castle. Keep going. And so it is essentially a completely gutted interior except for the fireplace which is the original and some of the door ornamentation which is the original but everything else is you can like literally see the floorboards and the wall this is just from scary game squad like this is this is (laughs) from like a european horror game that costs ten thousand dollars that is inside of a house 
Yes, it needs a lot of work, but uh, until just like all auctions, until yesterday when the auction ended, at the start of the day, it was $125,000, which is for a nine-bedroom mansion, yeah, that's not, not bad. <laughs> that's I mean, it's steal. not looking amazing inside, but it's... Right. It's, yeah. But if you, I mean, if, if you want to, like, invest in a property and you're not afraid of, like, a ghost story, that could have been it. Right. But... For years and years and years, people were talking about the fact that, like, it definitely seemed haunted and was very, very creepy, right? It has mm-hmm. um, multiple fireplaces, multiple bedrooms, a parlor, a music room, a study, a formal dining room, a kitchen with walk-in pantry and breakfast nook, two porches, an attic space, and what is a very very large basement like the kind of basement that is definitely a horror game basement it is a huge basement my grandparents um just to give you an example my grandparents used to uh my grandfather used to own a like clothing store right and uh my my parents family helped build uh pittsburgh with the carnegies right so my great great grandparents were like in there names are are like hannah is all over pittsburgh that is wild that's cool of course because like all great stories uh i believe it wasn't my grandparents it might have been either my grandparents or my great-grandparents whoever blew all that money doing stupid stuff just waste (laughs) god bless but all of the um uh money bought like this very nice house and uh in the basement they would store all the things from their uh, store like all the extra shoes and clothes I, like my grandparents died my mom when she went to go clean up the the apartment it was crazy apparently or not apartment the uh the basement apparently it was crazy there was so much shit down there but anyway when everything was moved out you could see how big the basement was and i'm telling you it's just like this where it <laughs> is you could live down there and never see the light of day it was that kind of ba- it was huge like you know some apartments are like you know a big apartment you're like 1900 square feet that's crazy huge this was like double that underground insane yeah it's kind of like this where it's just this enormous underground definitely creepy definitely evil underground um and so uh this is something that people have been trying to sell for a while and they decided to have a fun auction with it um obviously the inside as you can see there are no interior walls nope (laughs) there's peeling paint everything's studs the floor needs refinishing it's all total mess and when the auction started, $25,000 was their starting bid. God, 25 I would have loved to get, man, ugh, there's a part of me that would have loved to have this. <laughs> I know, as as we always keep saying every once in a while, like, wouldn't it be crazy just go in on, like, a haunted house? I would this do is it. The one, this would have been the one. Zach Bagans did Listen, it. if the Patreon ever gets to that point where we are making ad money that's pissing out of our armpits, let's just go in on a haunted house together. The I official would, I would love haunted mansion of... Chiluminati podcast. Yeah, yeah, literally the Chiluminati mansion. Here's the thing. Then we invite fans yes. to stay there. Yes. We yes. can have we do post, like excursions. COVID festival of of of, yeah. of frights. Spooky, yes. yeah, spooky excursions. Halloween. We can always do like a Halloween special live at the haunted All house. All I'm saying is we straight up <laughs> gut the living room and make it a stage. 
I and do live that. shows from our haunted house. Just All get right. Mathis abducted off the roof is the real goal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Every night I'm out there lying out on my back, ass naked, like screaming to the heavens high out off my ass for the I aliens not, to come get me. I would not stay there with you, obviously. <laughs> I, I, when the ghost stumping comes to you, roof. I don't want to get killed. I'm not dumb. <laughs> Uh, all right, that's within a 10-year goal. All right, mm-hmm. let's, let's buy a haunted house. By 2030, you guys, if the world is sti- still here, we will be in a haunted house. I would love it. Well, yeah. thank you guys mm-hmm. so much for this chill money. I uh, hope you all enjoyed it. Thank you over at Patreon for all the support <laughs> you continue to give. The continued support over the months is uh, is super, super appreciated. We won't be able to do it without you guys. We'll be back next week with a new chill mini. So come on by, and we'll see you then. Stay fine. Bye, bye, everybody. Bye. Anyway. Me and my wife were sitting outside indulging on our porch one night, enjoying ourselves. I needed to go to the bathroom, so I stepped back inside, and after a few moments, I hear my wife go, Holy shit, get out here! So I quickly dash back outside, and she's looking up at the sky in awe. I look up too, and there's a perfect line of dozen lights traveling across the sky. <laughs>